Good morning. Let's stand all over the house this morning. Let's uh, sing together an old hymn of the church that says, In the sweet forever, let's worship the Lord this morning.
are you thankful for that day, church? Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you and we welcome you in this place today. Father, we glorify you and we we can feel your presence in this house already today. That is our hope that one day we'll all be together in that sweet forever where we'll all be standing around the throne worshiping and glorifying the name of Jesus Christ. For that, Lord, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Lord, we ask that you would inhabit the praises of your people. Everything that is said and done be for the glory of Jesus Christ. In Christ's name we pray. The people of God said amen. We're going to ask the ushers to come at this time if they would. They're going to help take our morning tithes and offerings as they're coming. Let me pray for you over the tithes and offerings, and then we'll go right into our giving and our meet and greet. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you. We glorify you, and we magnify your name. Lord, we pray today, God, that you would just speak to our hearts. You would help today, Lord, just let us love on you. God, I pray you would bless the gift and the giver. Bless those that have to give and those that may not. If there's someone here today who cannot give for whatever reason, I pray, God, that at some point in time you'd bless them to be able to give, to show their love and devotion to you. Father, I just thank you for the sweet presence of God we already felt, Lord, today. Lord, in everything that is taken today, let it be, Lord, for the advancement of your kingdom. Let it be to reach souls for Jesus Christ and sons and daughters that come to the faith. Father, we love you and we glorify you and we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Together, the people of God said, amen. Will you come at this time and bring your tithes unto the Lord? God bless you.
Amen. We're going to ask those at this time coming to lead Scripture in prayer. Uh, those that are involved in Scripture and prayer, they're going to make their ways to lead this in Scripture and prayer this morning. Immediately following that, uh, we're going to have Brother Jimmy. He's going to be coming here momentarily to sing for us today. Uh, just a couple things uh, as they're making their way just to, remind, to let you know of in terms of uh, matters of prayer requests. Please pray for uh, Sister Barnes today. She was en route to church this morning, and she became nauseous. And so Brother Barnes, he's actually walking through the door, but he had to take her back home. And so she's at home today and uh, not feeling well. Uh, continue to uh, pray for, for all of those. Sister Deborah Wolf's mother is not doing very well, so we want to pray for Sister Coley Natley. Uh, she is uh, not doing very well. Continue to pray for Brother Chambers' family. They're uh, finalizing and finishing everything up from his cremation services. We'll know more about that in the terms of, of this week. Uh, but please pray for, for uh, Allison and little Robbie uh, as they're going through that uh, during this time. So we just want you to be aware of that today for scripture and prayer. God bless you today. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter 5, I'm going to read two scriptures. And then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Um, starting with verse 6, the Bible tells us to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. At this time, I like to cast our cares before the Lord. Um, there's a lot of needs. Uh, a lot of sickness our pastors mentioned. I like to remember it in this prayer as well. And um, I hope Brother Jimmy shares that testimony. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, again, we're thankful always for your mercies and your grace. We're thankful to be in your house. Father, again, Lord, with our pastor, I, I thank you for your very presence. Lord, you're a good God, and we praise you, and we thank you for all that you are in our lives. Father, we pray that you would meet every need, Lord. Touch every need. Touch every request. And Father, we be careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. But Lord, we love you and we thank you for your presence. Be with us today in this church, in this sanctuary. And we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just say right quick. Don't never give up praying for your loved ones. I've been saved over 50 years and praying for my brothers and sisters. The last one made it in Wednesday. Hallelujah. He got saved. Still got loved ones. This needs to be saved, children and grandchildren. But I'm looking forward to seeing them one day because I way things go, I'll probably go before they will. But we're no guarantee. So be ready. Be ready every day. Sweet Beulah land. Praise the Lord. Time won't. 
Lord. We love you, Lord, today, and we glorify you, and we magnify you, Lord. We can feel your presence in this house today. Lord, we just want to love on you and glorify you. Lord, we know last Sunday we celebrated Pentecost Sunday, but Lord, we know that your spirit is not just on one day of the week or one time of the year, but your spirit is with us everywhere we go. And God, so we just welcome your spirit in this place today, that you would just speak to hearts today. And let us feel you, God, in such a powerful way. Lord, we love you today. So we glorify you and worship you today. Let's sing this together. There's a sweet spirit.
And so, God, we're here today, and we want you to be here with us. You said that if any man wants you, all he had to do was draw nigh unto God, and you draw nigh unto us. So, God, we draw close to you today and speak to our hearts. Father, let everything that is said and done be for the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. Together, the people of God said amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Acts chapter 2. Book of Acts chapter 2. Verse number 2. While you're turning there, let me just make a couple quick, and I do mean very quick, housekeeping items to do for you today. I know we asked for prayer for... uh, those earlier that were battling sicknesses and Brother Chambers and Sister Barnes. Uh, we do have a lot of folks traveling today. Uh, April Craven and her her family are traveling. Uh, Brother Storm and his family are traveling. Uh, that's why they're not here. Um, Sister uh, Ashley Harley and their family uh, have some things going on today as well. They're not able to be here today. Uh, so I want to pray for their safe travel and mercies back. But also... Uh, and I meant to say it earlier, and I forgot, but Sister Brenda Burbage lost a dear friend yesterday uh, who's uh, passed away, and so she uh, asked for prayer this morning in our uh, band rehearsals, and I meant to mention it to you earlier, but we want to make sure when we pray after we read the Word of God that we remember her as well. And prayer, Brother Corey and his family, I forgot, uh, Brother Corey and Sister Jennifer and their family are traveling today as well. So lots of folks moving around today, people trying to get back in for VBS and things like that, so make sure that um, you're a part of that, and if you have not already RSVP'd for the 30th celebration at the end of the month, I would ask that you please do so, we're trying to get head counts to to how to prepare for food, Uh, we're having a catered meal that day, so even if you think you're coming or might come, go ahead and RSVP so we can be accountable, even if you can't make it, that happens, but we'd rather have more than enough than not enough. So we'd rather you, if you even think you might show up on June 25th on Sunday morning, go ahead and sign up so we know. Let Miss Carol or them know so we can do that uh, as well. Let's read the Word of God, and then we'll jump right in today. One verse of Scripture, Acts chapter 2, verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, And after they heard a sound, the whole house was filled. They heard him coming, but when he left, he didn't leave them the same way he came. They walked into a room one way, but after they heard the sound, they left the room a total different way. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, to the best of my ability, help me to preach the unadulterated word of God. Speak to the people of God today in the solemnness and secrecy of this hour. Father, I pray that you would let eyes be opened, hearts be opened, and ears be opened to hear the word of the Lord. Father, I pray today that every man, woman, boy, or girl, Lord, would be ready to receive this word. Let us not be hearers of the word only, but doers there likewise. Father, you know the needs that have been brought before this body of believers. I pray for them today. Father, I also pray today, God, that you would anoint me from the coals of the altars of heaven, these lips of clay, and help me decree and declare not my words, but your words. Let me not be seen, but you be magnified and lifted high. And Father, I pray that when we leave this place, we truly can have done what the word of God told us to do and be doers of that word and accomplish it today. For that, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, and the people of God said amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
Before I jump into the crux of this message today, let me say a couple of things. Uh, don't forget, VBS is tonight, starting at 6 p.m. Uh, if you, there is food every night. Somebody asked, "Well, we have dinner." Yes, we have food. We have, we're gonna, we're gonna feed you. If you ever went to a Church of God service, they didn't offer food somewhere. I mean, of course we're gonna have food. We, we find reasons to have food. We, we create days just so food is involved and. And so uh, we will have plenty of food. I, I don't remember the list. I think tonight might be spaghetti. Am I right? I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. But we've got all kinds of stuff lined up for you this week. We've got chili coming up. We've got hot dogs. We've got nachos. We've got chicken and things, I think, one night. We've got all kinds of stuff. So you, you won't leave hungry, so don't forget. But if you're working VBS this, this year, if you would just give us about three minutes of your time afterwards, Miss. Jennifer just wants to go ahead and give you your books and things. For those of you that have crews and people that work in the kitchen, she wants to give you the rundown of schedules so that you can kind of already know how to plan your, your activities and for the day and all that stuff. So please see her immediately after church, just right up here up front. Also, let me say that I am fully aware that the uh, vestibule area and the connection center is dark right now. That's because lights became a challenge over the last couple of days for us. We found more joists and joints and nails than we knew that God had put on this earth. And sometimes those little saws that cut that doesn't like them the same every time. So it took some time to get it. And we figured out that some of the building is not completely leveled. And we had to we had to remeasure and things like that. And it was quite the extent. If you don't believe it, see me after church. I got pictures. We've got some good ones uh, around here. Of how much it took. We've got people hanging upside down, left, right, holding their tongues two different ways, trying to thread, thread wiring in. So by next Sunday, those two areas will be fixed. But we knew VBS was coming, so we couldn't tear up the whole church before VBS got here. So we started the project, but the foyer area as well as the connection center area next week, uh, we're going to, after VBS finishes up, we're going to come back in here and finish the remaining portion of the project. So we're going to get it done. But let me say to uh, Brother Henry, Brother Dennis, uh, to Sister Tana, to Brother Brandon, to Parker, Tyler I think was here yesterday, Riley's been here some days, All the, didn't they do a good job getting it installed? They did a really good job. I walked in here and I almost thought they knew what they were doing. It was very close, but uh, we'll get you fixed, all right? So, so please bear with us, it's growing pains, but please bear with us, it won't be dark forever. Brother Henry told me, he said, well, Pastor, we're going to leave it this way because we want people to know what it's like to walk in darkness and come into his marvelous light. We want you to know what it's like to see Jesus. So, so it's, it's a sermon topic for today, but, but we'll get it fixed, I promise. So, so bear with us on that. But uh, if you remember, we started a series called Ignite. Uh, Ignited, we were talking about Pentecost. We started it last week. We started out, does anybody want to take a stab for all my VBS working and Bible trivia what the main theme was last week of Pentecost? Anybody? Nobody took notes. Phenomenal. It was the setting of Pentecost. We talked about where it took place, the setting. You people are going to fail Bible trivia in a couple weeks. I can see this happening again. The hair today, gone tomorrow group. Better write this one down. I'm just telling you. But the reality of it is we talked about the setting of Pentecost, and we went through that. But today I want to talk to you on week two. I want to talk to you about the sound of Pentecost. That's your notes, people, right there. That's your trivia questions. I'm just not trying to tell you it's a trivia question, but if there was a trivia question, these would be the answers I'm looking for, all right? We, we talked about the setting, but, but 
We talked about it in Acts chapter 2 that they were in one mind and one accord and Jesus had told the 120 to go and, or excuse me, told over 500 to go and, and to be tarrying in Jerusalem until he comes back. 380 of them kind of just got distracted in that 10-day window and only 120 showed up to church that Sunday. But they were in one mind, one accord. That was the setting. They were all there together. But we read in our midst today, but suddenly there came a sound. The Bible gives us the actual word, sound. There was something audibly heard in the midst. You say, well, pastor, why do we sing in church? Because it creates a sound. Why do we have people clap their hands in worship? Because we're creating a sound. Can I tell you the Holy Spirit is all about moving in the midst of this noise, the sound. He makes a commotion when he comes in, not out of decency and in order. He stays in decency and order. But the reality of it is when we go to heaven, it's not quiet. The Bible says the angels of heaven are crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. You're not going to go to heaven quietly, so there's no reason to stay on earth quietly. If we're going to shout on streets of glory, we might as well clap and, 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 and vessels of clay down here. If we're going to run the streets of glory, we might as well lift our hands on this side of heaven. If we're going to worship him audibly, we might as well worship him audibly down here. Why not go ahead and practice for what it's going to be like when we get to heaven? There was a sound. I started thinking about that. Sound is an interesting thing. Sound is a very interesting concept. Because in physics, sound is defined as a vibration that propagates an acoustic wave through a transmission medium such as a gas, liquid, or a solid. In human uh, sociology... In psychology and physiology, sound is the reception of those waves, and they are perceived by our brains in audible perceptors. These acoustic waves have varying frequencies between 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz, and the audio frequency range and elicit the perception of audio perceptors in the brain, meaning if they don't fall in that cap, between 20 mega, uh, 20 kilohertz, uh, excuse me, 20 uh, hertz and 20 kilohertz. If it doesn't fall in that range, you can't hear it. It's unperceivable. That is why, if you ever notice, especially in animals, animals can hear things you can't hear. The dog takes off running before you ever heard the snake ruffling in the grass. He heard it. He heard just when the grass barely just. He heard the sound that you didn't hear. You can always, I love it, uh, getting to meet service dogs for people that have them that, uh, that you know, have served in war, things like that, and they would suffer from PTSD or whatever, but they have these service animals. I love these dogs to death. I'm, I'm just amazed by them because they have this ability. They can perceive something's going to happen before it happens. They almost can tell when they're about to have a seizure. or the, They can perceive that. They can tell. A animals have this innate ability. In fact, a mosquito has such a high-pitched frequency of sound, you can't hear it, but other animals can. They can hear it coming. They can perceive it coming. A hummingbird, I love hummingbirds, beautiful. You can't really tell because they're so tiny. But they flap their wings faster than any other bird, and they're the only bird that can actually fly backwards, not forwards. They come in, but they don't circle off. They actually fly backwards. But if you ever get lucky enough 
to get close to one. And I've only had this happen a couple times, but just happened to be surreal still. But you can actually hear their wings. They're going so fast. If you're close enough, you can hear the of the wings flapping so hard. You can't hear it in the middle of light here. If there's a hummingbird over there, you'd never hear it. But it's still making a sound, a noise that is perceivable by certain audio decimals. You see, sound is in often uh, measured in waves and in motion. You can't see sound. You hear sound. Can I tell you that sometimes you don't always see God, but that doesn't mean you can't hear God coming. You may not see the king incarnate, the, the, the Christ of all ages. You may not see him in physical embodiment, but that doesn't mean you can't perceive the sound of him coming in. I've been in some church services before where you almost could feel the tides changing as the service. They started out singing a song, whether it was a hymn, whether it was a praise and worship, whatever it may be, the song was going. And they, but you could almost sense an atmospheric change and pressure of the room. It was almost as if something else walked into the room. Nobody else walked into the room. There was no other person that opened up the back door. There was no other person that came and sat down. There wasn't a a dignitary that walked in and stood on the podium. Nobody saw a physical, but you could sense something was changing in the room. And, and, And all of a sudden you would hear people began to sing or people began to cry or people began to worship. And the more they worshiped, it was as if almost like someone was stoking a fire. You could feel the pressure building and you could feel the room changing and you could feel something happening in the atmosphere the bible tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and rulers of darkness in heavenly places we don't always see what's going on but right now somewhere up above our head there is a raging of war trying to stop us from having church today the devil doesn't want somebody to get saved today but the angels of heaven are fighting him off our church today there's people that have tried to get to church today that the devil probably tried to stop you from getting here but michael and the archangels kept you safe to get to this property you never saw them fighting but the devil's trying to stop you while God's trying to protect you you say well pastor I don't know I got here five minutes late maybe God knew there was an accident so while the devil was trying to take you out God was trying to get you here you don't always see God but that doesn't mean you can't perceive God because you can hear him all the time around you it's a perception I never saw anybody walk in those services but you could feel it could sense it you could tell it's a beautiful experience so I want to pose to you this question today as our thought process for today can you hear it can you hear it I'm not talking about the, the moving of the Leslie and the fan in the Leslie right now that's moving in the organ I'm not talking about that I'm not talking about in about four more minutes when the air conditioning kicks back on you hear it coming through the ductwork. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not asking you today to perceive things in physical audio perceptors. I'm not asking today, can you hear the voice coming out, the projection of these speakers? I'm not asking today, did you hear the worship team and how wonderful they led us into the presence in the throne room of God today or how the band sounded. That's not what I'm asking you today. I'm asking you in your spirit, in your spirit, man, can you hear something? Are you groaning? The Bible says at the end of times that our spirit should be groaning. The earth would groan with birthing pains for the return of the Lord. There should be something, even if we don't, even if we sing flat and off key, even if we, we're not all together, even if the sermon's a dud and a flop, even if the Sunday school hour didn't go like we thought, 
even if something is not as perfect as we thought it should be, there should be something in our spirit that we can perceive. The song service might not have been the best. The message might not have been the best. The lights may not physically all be put in yet. It might be a little dark outside. But there's a light burning inside of my heart. And there's still a song within my heart of melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. We should still hear the sound of heaven in our hearts. Our spirit should perceive there suddenly came a sound inside of my heart. A sound. Because see, to the world, they can't hear the sound. The Bible says we were called out of darkness into his marvelous light. They can't perceive the sound because they have not heard the sound yet. You try to explain to someone Pentecost who doesn't even understand the Bible, you're going to have a fun time with that one. People speaking in languages they can't understand, having people, if you will, prophetically interpret it. You're going to mess some people up who don't understand Pentecost. They're going to be so confused. They're going to be like, what? They're going to think you're a cult. They're going to think we're weird. They're going to think we're crazy. But you know why? Because they don't understand. That's why I tell people all the time. People say, how would you explain the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Experience it. That's how I explain it. Some things about God I can't explain. You just have to experience him, and he'll explain it himself to you. I'm not telling you I can't give you scriptures and, and, and give, you, give you background on the theology and the history and the, 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 the work, the, if you will, the, the biographical information of the Holy Spirit and the, the pneumatology and all of the stuff that goes with it. But I'm telling you, I can tell you all day what it's like to feel the Holy Spirit and what it's like to be in a Pentecostal service and what it's like to speak in tongues, but I can't help you experience it. You can, I can explain all day, well, you're going to feel a little warm sensation or, or you're going to feel something change in your heart or you're going to feel your tongue being loosened and you're going to be used by the Spirit of God as you wield your, yield yourself to Him. I can try to explain it all day long, but you can explain it, but it ain't the same as when you stand before His presence. And all of a sudden, God comes down and says, tired of explaining it. Let me talk myself. You can ex- try to explain God all you want to. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says the secret things belong unto the Lord, but the things He chooses to reveal to us are for us and our children. Some things I may not can explain, but I'm telling you, you can experience the power of the Holy Spirit in your life whether you understand him or not he can explain it all to you when you come into his presence he'll explain it to you he'll explain it to you the wind represented the Holy Spirit the first thing I saw was where was the source of this sound where did the sound come from Right now I'm talking through a microphone that has a a battery pack attached to me that sends a frequency wirelessly transmitted to a wireless receiver in the back of this room right here. This is where Brother Brandon is sitting and behind that there's an auxiliary cord and and an XLR cable that's running out going underneath the floor back up around plugged into a soundboard that's plugged in that he has to mute or unmute. I can have this powered on all day long. He can hit a mute button and shut me up anytime he wants to. Some of y'all are going to probably pay him after church for that now that you know that. But he can stop me right in my tracks. But the reality of it is once he hits that unmute button, I can be heard and all that stuff. But what's happening is it's not the microphone. It's not the speaker. It's not the transmission of sound. It is the waves that you can't see because even if the microphone got muted, 
room. Can I tell you that sometimes the Holy Spirit is kind of like a, a radio transmitter. The closer you get to the signal, the stronger the signal becomes. The closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the stronger His voice becomes. Have you ever tried to, t- to listen to a radio station you get uh, to the edge of where, where the tower frequency is? It starts getting staticky. It starts and it starts getting kind of muddy and it agitates you. That's where the devil wants you to be. He wants you to live on the fringes of Christianity so that everything gets a little staticky from time to time. I'm telling you the best place to be is right underneath the tower where the signal is the strongest because that's when I hear God the clearest. That's when I understand what he's saying. We've got to be close to the signal which is the Holy Spirit. So where did the source come from? Well, it came from heaven. The disciples have been waiting for 50 days of the conclusion of Jesus' resurrection. 40 days he spent on this earth. 10 days they've been waiting. They've been given instruction. That word sound is a Greek word called echos. Echos. Literally in the English language we translate that word to be the word echo. An echo. You know what an echo is. It's, it's like yodeling in the mountains. You say yodelay, 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 And you wait. You stop talking, but you can still hear it. Yodelay, yodelay, all the way down. What is it doing? It's echoing. It's bouncing off of these various objects. It's responding. Can I tell you we're supposed to be the echo of God? When God speaks, we should still be saying what he is saying. So when the Holy Spirit says this, we should be telling the world, this is what thus saith the word of the Lord. We are an echo. We are just supposed to be still being that sound heard from heaven. It was not just noise. It was a sound. Can I tell you what the church world, what the world needs, what the government needs? We don't need more noise. We got plenty of noisemakers in this world. They're, politicians are real good at making noise. They're a lot of talk with no action. You know, I'm like that old country song, a little less talk and a lot more action. We got a lot of people that talk, but they don't do much. That's the truth. And the reality of it is that's the way the church is, too. We got a lot of people that talk. Well, I would help, and I would do, and I would serve. They talk a big game. They just don't do. We need a little less talk and a lot more action. The reality of it is it's the same way in our spiritual journey. Sometimes we don't need to just talk about the Holy Spirit. We need to put the Holy Spirit into practice. And we need to make sure that He is alive and He's working in our hearts. We don't need to just talk about Him. We need to have Him with us everywhere we go. We need Him involved. He's not just a noise. It's a sound. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 and 8 said, If a trumpet gave an uncertain sound, how would one know what to do in battle? Charles Spurgeon said this, Without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are like ships without wind, branches without sap, coals without fire. Without the Spirit, we're useless. We're useless. We're nothing. So much uncertainty in our world today. We know in Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit descended from heaven, rested upon Jesus. He represents life. The Holy Spirit is a part of salvation. He's a part of sanctification. He's ultimately a part of spirit baptism. Jesus describes him as a teacher, a revelator, a comforter, a friend, a confidant. He is all things that we need him to be. That's the source of the wind. The, the source of the sound is, the, is from heaven. It's the Holy Spirit. It's from, it's from the throne room of God. That's the source. Let's talk about the strength. Notice the writer. Luke, when he describes this in Acts, He not only talks about the source being the Holy Spirit, he talks about how strong 
The Holy Spirit is. Notice the words. There came a sound from heaven. Where was the source? Heaven. There's your source. Heaven. What's the strength? As of a rushing, mighty when he didn't say, well, it was a little breeze that came in, kind of like the air conditioning. It just right in and it went on out. Like a little candle. There it was. Gone today, here today, gone tomorrow. No, no. Notice how he describes the arrival. The sound. Where did it come from? It's the source. Heaven. What's the strength? Oh, it was mighty. It was mighty to God for the pulling down of strongholds. It was a mighty wind. It was a rushing wind. It was such a rushing wind. It was like a torrential wind. It was so quick. It came in and it blew our socks off. It was so strong. We didn't see it coming. Boy, I wish that we still had church services where we didn't even see it coming. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came in and it just caught us off guard and blew our minds out of the gutter. It just took us to another level. It was a rushing, a mighty, a strong wind. It describes the force. It's telling us what the force of it is. The word rushing in the Greek is a word called ferro that literally means a gust of wind. Anybody ever lived in a hurricane? I lived through Hurricane Hugo here in Charleston. I was one year old. I remember it so well. I think I slept through most of it. Uh, but I was here, so I can say I lived through a hurricane. I was here. Some of y'all don't even remember what you ate for breakfast. I don't know why you're laughing at me about that. Y'all don't even remember what you ate for breakfast this morning. But the reality of it is, the interesting thing about hurricanes is the center, or what they call the eye of the storm, is not the problem. That's the good part of the storm. That's, I remember when hearing stories of my family talking about the hurricanes, that when the eye passed through, some of my family, grandparents and things like that, thought, oh, it's over. So grandfathers were opening doors, peeking out the windows, weren't ready to go outside and clean up the debris, only to find out that's a surprise. That's like getting told that you're getting a discount to find out actually you know you owe them money, not a refund. The reality of it is that second part comes through. The first part's spinning like this. It ain't this top part you got to worry about. It is what they call the backside of that of the storm. But before a storm comes, you get these, they call them gusts. Jim Cantor loves that word. Well, we're having 40 mile an hour gusts. I, every time a hurricane comes, I pray Jim Cantor comes to my house. You know why? Because he never gets hit, ever. It's impressive. I'm sure people like in the Outer Banks always pray he comes there because he goes to Myrtle Beach and the storm goes to Outer Banks. I don't know how that works. They probably wish come to the Outer Banks so the storm goes somewhere else. But if there's ever a storm, I'm calling Jim and say, why don't you do a live broadcast right here at our church? Because it ain't going to come over here if he's here. We're safe. But he'll talk about these gusts of wind. It doesn't mean the 40 mile an hour wind is sustained. There is a difference. He'll tell you, well, right now we see wind sustained at 80 mile an hour, but they're going up to gusts of 100. Sustained means constantly you feel 80 mile an hour wind blowing around you. The gusts are that every so often when you're sitting there and all of a sudden something's like, I mean, it's about to blow you off your feet. I mean, it just like almost like somebody shot it out of a cannon. Anybody ever experienced a gust of wind just out of nowhere? Listen, we used to have bad storms in Orangeburg. When I lived there, these thunderstorms would come out of nowhere. You'd be sitting out there, it'd be sunshine, everything's great, and all of a sudden, it seemed like the heavens fell out of the sky. I mean, just boom, and fall out, and you'd go outside, and you'd see trees just, I mean, every, just wind, just all, 
and five minutes earlier, it wasn't even breeze. It wasn't even a breeze in the trees. These gusts of wind. It was strong. It was powerful. It almost, at times, almost made you feel like you're going to knock you off your feet. It was very powerful wind. That's what they're describing. That word mighty, he said it was a rushing mighty wind. The writer Luke not only said was it a gust of wind, that word mighty is a word called bios that literally means a violent or a forceful torrential storm, meaning it was strong, strong winds. I remember a story in the Bible. I won't tell you all for time's sake. We'll move on, but. Remember when Jesus was on with his disciples on the boat? He goes to sleep. He's tired. They're rowing their boat across the world water. Anybody remember what happened? The Bible said a storm, a violent storm came open. Water's coming into the boat, and the winds were just whipping them all over the place. Now, you know the story. Jesus gets up, peace be still. But it was that kind of storm, the same kind of thing. Uh, uh, example Luke is using. It was a storm that you didn't see coming. It just will take you out. That's the strength of this wind. It was like a downward hurricane, tornadic in nature and effect. Everybody, when this wind, notice what he said. It was a rushing, mighty wind. But everybody felt it when it blew through the house. Not just one person felt the puff. The whole room felt the gust. There's a difference between a puff of the Spirit and the gusts of the Spirit. The puff of, is that little thing you go to the eye doctor and they tell you to put your little eye right here and they say, look at the little hot air balloon. And you look at it and you're thinking, yeah, it's real pretty. And you and you feel like something just pumps your eyeball out. Because they send a puff of air. They put a gust of air. Your eyeball would be in the, in the lobby waiting on somebody to pick it up and bring it back to you in the room. Thank God that's a puff because if there was a gust, I wouldn't be able to see because that one almost took me out of the chair. Never look at hot air balloons the same again. Even now when I see them in the sky, I cover my eyes just because I don't want a wind to hit me in the face. I'm scarred. There's a difference between a puff and a gust. I've seen tornadoes. I've not lived in one. But I watch, I've seen, I love watching like the National Geographic stories. I mean, tornadoes are some strong stuff. I mean, they come at you, they'll skip this house, they hit the next house, but skip that house. Go but when they land, everything in its path is affected by the time it hits it. That's what the Holy Spirit was that day. He came into the room not to just affect one person, but he came to affect all. Can I tell you, that's what he wants to still do in the church today. That's what he still wants to do in the world today. He doesn't want to come just for Brother Randy to feel good on Sunday morning or for Brother Larry to get a good feeling. He wants to come that we all have life and have it more abundantly. He wants us all to experience the fellowship of him. The Holy Spirit did not come for some. He came for all. He wants all to experience him in Jesus Christ. But when the Spirit blows in, He doesn't do like hurricanes and tornadoes and tear things up. He builds things up. Because after He sent the Holy Spirit, the church exploded. I mean, literally exploded. I'm not talking physically like the, the building blew up. But I'm talking about they went from a church that was running 120 to 3,000 in the same service. You, I guarantee you there was a lot of people calling Peter about coming and do a seminar on church growth. 
They wanted to know how you went from 121, Sunday, to 3,000. They wanted to know how'd you fit them in the building, how'd you seat them, how'd you take care of them. I mean, Peter would have been a, if that would happen today, if a church was running 120 people today, and next Sunday they had 3,000, everybody in the world would be calling them for seminars and things. How did you do it? They'd want, you know why? Because they think they've done something big. You know what Peter said? Ladies and gentlemen, these men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. We didn't give them wine. We didn't drink them up. We didn't. They did get messed up and they got tore up, but it wasn't by wine. It was kind of like wine. It was the wine of the Spirit of God. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in Joel 2.28. That in the last day saith the Lord, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even upon the handmaid servants and male servants will I pour out my spirit. This is that which is promised of God. He said, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that died, that came down and was buried and resurrected, come, all whosoever will come. And this same spirit that we've experienced is for you and your children. The Bible said 3,000 people took off running to the altar. You talk, you think Billy Graham could put on a good crusade. Peter got Billy Graham beat more than Billy Graham could ever do. think about. 3,000 people run up. You know how you know it's a good church service? They get saved. They get sanctified. They get Holy Ghost baptized. And they join the church all in the same Sunday. That's a good day at the office for a preacher. They said, I don't only want to get saved. I'm going to stay here till I get sanctified. So I don't live the same way I used to. And then I want to feel the Holy Spirit. I'll stay until I get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, I want to join your church. I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is the same today. He wants to save us. He wants to sanctify us. He wants to fill us. He wants us to become part of the family of God. I'm telling you, we can't do it on our own if we want to build churches, if we want to build buildings. It's not us that's going to do it. The Bible said unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, they labor in vain. We'll never build a building if we try to do it. But if we let the wind of the Holy Ghost blow again, if we let the wind of the Spirit blow again, we'll have to break ground before we know it because he will build his church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it we won't build it but he will he will he will the Bible tells us where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty Miss Carol as you make your way finally there was not only the source of the, the, of the sound the strength of the sound but there's the saturation you know what I love about sound it permeates I know there's multiple speakers in this room. Some of you have the little hearing devices. Some of you have hearing aids in today. When the sound is right and everything works properly, you know, some people might perceive it a little bit louder or softer than someone else. But the reality of it is, the thing about sound is sound permeates. Like I'm speaking here. If Brother Randy was standing here, he could hear me. But Brother Jimmy can hear me all the way in that back corner too. The sound just permeates disperses we know what the source of it there was a sound where did it come from what's the source heaven well how strong was it oh it was a rushing mighty wind but where's the saturation everybody in the house touched in that moment when he Everybody heard the wind blowing, but everybody felt the wind pass by too. They felt it, but they also, the Bible said, it filled, what's filling mean? Permeates, capacity. It filled the house. 
where they were sitting. They all were involved. So can I tell you, you know how the you know how to tell when the Holy Spirit's really moving? You can have a church service like this or any other church service. You give an altar call, you might have one or two people come to give their heart to Jesus Christ or ask for prayer. There might be some that don't get out of their pews, but they still felt the because they sat in the same worship service where the singers were. They heard the same scripture that Brother Mary and her brother Randy read. And the Bible says that his word will not return unto him void until it accomplishes the task it's sent to do. So they were in the building. Even if they didn't know why they were here, they still heard the. Then Brother Jimmy gets up and sings. They're just like, oh, good. We love to see the church showcasing talent in the church. I mean, that's a pretty good song. What is really happening? Then all of a sudden they sing a few more praise and worship songs and, and they're just sitting on their pew thinking, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, I, I don't really feel much right now, but it can't be that bad. You know, I mean, it's just Sunday, you know. I know we got VBS tonight, but, you know, it's not the service I thought it was going to be. Preacher starts preaching. They, you know, it's not his best message. It's all right. You know, my wife has got to be the, I tell her all the time, she has not been given the spiritual gift of encouragement. I'll ask her after church sometimes. That was a sermon. She's like, it wasn't your best. That's every service. I'm trying to figure out which one beats the last one. Let's church today. Oh, it was all right. How was my sermon? No, it was all right. It wasn't your best. I asked her that on Friday night. I said, how'd you think the sermon went? Yeah, it was all right. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, it was fine, I guess. Was it good? Well, I mean, define good. Okay, just forget talking to you. I'm not asking any more questions. Pastor's message may not be the best that Sunday. The guest speaker may not be the best. But what's happening in the room? When the altar call comes, people may not understand. A couple people get up. But what's happening in the room? Because what ends up happening, one person may get up and one person may come to the altar. But the Spirit is moving all within the building. He's permeating the building. He's saturating the place. He's creating as much moisture as possible. He's filling it to full extent, completely making himself known to those in the house. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit specializes in void places. How do I know? Genesis tells us, Genesis 1-1 and 1-2 says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That sounds great. The earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the faces of the deep. Wow, that sounds really depressing. But the Spirit of the Lord hovered upon the waters. What was he hovering over? The void. There's nothing out there. But what is the Spirit doing? He's filling up voided places. Can I tell you, when you void sin out of your life, and you void drinking out of your life, and you void carousing out of your life, and you get rid of everything, once you empty yourself and you're void of everything else, He specializes in filling empty and void places. He loves it. That's what He's good at. E.M. Bounds, the attorney, author, and Methodist Episcopal preacher, said this, what the church needs today is not more machinery or better machinery. Not new organizations or more novel methods. But what the world and the church needs is men and women who have the Holy Ghost who can be used by Him. Men and women of prayer. Mighty in prayer. That's where the difference is made. I read a story of a little boy who was flying his kite. It was a windy day. The kite kept getting higher and higher. Finally, it got so high that it kind of got lost behind a cloud. There was a man passing by, and he saw the little boy holding on to the string. But 
the man couldn't see where the kite was. He thought the boy had lost it. So he goes up to the little boy and he says, son, how do you even know the kite is still up there? You may be holding on for nothing. He says, I can't see the kite, but I can still feel it on the line. Can I tell you, you may not always see where the hole is coming from, but if you hold on to the line, you may not always can see him. He might be above the clouds of life, but every so often you'll feel a tug on the line. And you're like, well, how do you know he's up there? Because I went to church on Sunday and I felt a tug on the line. And how do you know he still loves me? Because yesterday when I was praying, I felt a tug on the line. You know, when people start feeling a shake and a quake, people start, you know, they're quaking and shaking. Yeah, I don't believe it's just quaking and shaking. When somebody's standing there, all of a sudden they move, you know what I think? They felt a tug on the line. What it was is they're worshiping the Lord, but something tugged the line. When they were praising the Lord, they were they were worshiping the Lord, but something tugged the line. Can I tell you, you may not always see him. But hold on to the line Because he'll tug on the line He'll tug on the line So I'm going to close with this We live in a world that's full of wickedness It's not getting better And I don't think it will get better That's why God is God Because he's bigger and better than anything else You know, many people have given the idea of Pentecost and spirit-filled baptism a bad report. Some believe it's just handling snakes and treading scorpions. Nothing can be further from the truth. I still believe there's a hungry generation of people longing to experience and be filled by the presence of an almighty God. God's still moving. His winds of His Spirit are still blowing. Jesus is still breathing on people like He did on the disciples and filled them with the Holy Spirit. There's a sound going on in the heavenlies. The only question that I have for this body today is this and this alone. Can you hear it? And does, I'm not talking about this music playing. I'm talking about in your spirit. Do you feel a tug on the line in your heart during this worship service today? Even if this sermon wasn't the best you've ever heard. In your spirit, man, right now, does something bear witness? Do you hear a sound? Do you feel a tug? Is there something in your heart that reminds you God is still God? He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Church, can you hear the sound? With every head bowed and every eye closed. I always ask, first and foremost, if anyone doesn't know Jesus Christ and the full pardoning of their sins, and they want to know and make sure they're going to heaven one day and Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of their life. You want to be saved today, would you just slip up your hand? If you don't know Jesus, you want to make sure you're right with God. I don't want anybody looking around being Lord. If there's anybody, I don't want to leave you out today. I don't want you to go home lost. Here's my final question. I know we got a lot of people that have to go to lunch and get back for things tonight. But I just want to ask you to do something. I want you to right now just in your heart, I want you to almost, if you will, meditate. Kind of go into a transient state if possible. And I want you to see if you can feel the tug on the line. Do you feel something in your heart? Can you hear the sound of heaven in your spirit? Can can you... Some of you may have got up early this morning and prayed. Some of you may have prayed on your way to church. Some of you may have listened to gospel music today to get yourself ready and in order. But but do you feel something? Is there something in your heart bearing witness as I'm speaking right now? Is there something in your heart letting you know, I'm still here. I'm still there. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother. 
Do you feel something in your heart that's kind of just tugging at you saying, I got it. I'm right there with you. You you don't have to walk this road alone. I got you. Can you feel the tug on the line? Can you hear a sound? It may not be an audible, big, booming voice. It may not be thunderous. It may not have clashes of lightning and rolls of thunder. It may be a still, small, quiet. but, 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 But catch it. Listen for it. Can you hear it? Hear the whisper? Is anybody here? Listen for it, church. here today that would say pastor I hear the sound and I want to respond will you just slip your hand up I just want to pray for you Lord anybody today just pastor I want to be able to hear that sound I want to be able to know him I want to be able to hear yes yes I'm going to ask everybody that can to please stand all over this house I'm going to pray for you today God would send you a sound not of my message and not of this worship team. Not noise. I don't want God to send you noise. The world's giving you plenty of noise. I want God to give you a sound. I don't need our church to just be a church that's full of noise. I want people to know that there's a sound in our midst. I don't want to build churches and do remodels and grow a church on my own volition and accord. But I want the Holy Spirit to blow and a sound from heaven build the house heaven built the house so when dedication shows up on Sunday and that day that we dedicate the new building unto the Lord we can say we didn't build it the Holy Spirit blew this house into existence the sound of heaven made this reality Heavenly Father to the best of my ability I've tried my best to preach the word of Almighty God I know there are so many people more gifted in communication and speaking the word of God than I'll ever be God I do decree and declare that no one will love you no one will want your will more than I do God I don't want to build a kingdom I don't want to build a church I want you to build your kingdom and I want you to build your church so the gates of hell cannot stand against it and just let me be a part of the journey but it be your house and your church and your people God, I pray you'd help us to hear a sound from heaven. Let the wind blow again. Let the Spirit of God move in our hearts again. Speak to us, Lord. Let us not leave this place saying, we wish we'd have talked to the Lord. We wish we'd have felt the Lord. Let us not leave the same way we came in today. Don't let us die. And our Lord, if if you will, our, our, our spiritual states, but let the revival winds blow again, blow in our hearts. Father, we have a lot going on this week. There are going to be kids and adults in those, on this property that don't come to our church, but I pray that you let the wind of the Spirit of God blow in their hearts. Let some child come to know Jesus this week. Let them get saved this week. Let them have a profession of faith this week. Let someone 
come closer in their walk with Jesus Christ this week through the mean of VBS. Father, I pray that you let us be your hands and feet extended and be able to reach people for Jesus Christ. Not because of us, but because we have the Spirit of God blowing in our hearts again. Father, may you bless us and you keep us. May you make your face shine upon us. May you be gracious to us and lift up your countenance towards us and give us the peace of God. Surpasses all human understanding. Guard our hearts until you come again. Father, let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our strength, blessed Redeemer. And that we will forever give you praise, glory, and honor. Just do your name. Together the people of God said amen. And before we have the benedictory prayer, two things. One, don't forget VBS starts at 6. Two, if you're working VBS.